All righty, back in the here on The Fan. Let's talk to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how you doing tonight? Good, Jonathan. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm not going to do like the Saw thing, want to play a game, but do you want to play a quick game? Sure. All right, so they were talking I about... I like games. <laughs> good. In the fan focus, they were talking about Will Levis and his deal with uh, a mayonnaise company where he gets an unlimited supply of mayonnaise. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks. Who wants an unlimited supply of mayonnaise? Like, it's fine, but just pay me the real money at that point. <laughs> yeah, I um, I tend to take cash. Yeah, cash is king in Ca- that yeah, scenario. Ca- I'm, I'm a cash-only kind of guy. If you add, if you, like, totaled up the amount of money I spent on mayonnaise in the next 60 years, it's going to be, like, $100. It's just, it's not a lot. I don't, I don't buy a lot of mayonnaise. If you did, though, if you had to do a... A condiment gun on each one of your fingers. Okay, so play with me. It's a little crazy. Right? I got to do a condiment gun on yeah. my fingers. So, so what, what? I got to so have a five different condiments. You get five different condiments, but a out of your fingers comes each one of whatever your condiments. These five condiments that you pick that you can have for the rest of your life. What are the five condiments that are squirting out from each one of your fingers? Ketchup, mustard, relish. Ketchup, okay, I have the big three. The big three. Um. Relish might not make it for you. I'm being honest with you. Relish is uh, that's a good. It's it's there. And people talk about it a lot. I don't use it as much as people talk about. I, I'm it. guessing salt and pepper. Really, salt and pepper. I mean, no, no, like no, like steak sauce. No, uh, no uh, Chick Fil A sauce or anything like that. Oh, uh, you know, I, if we're going that route, then yeah, I'll, bring I'll, 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 okay, I'll scrap the salt and pepper. I'll go with honey mustard. Ah, yeah, there we go. And sweet barbecue. Love sweet barbecue. Are you a uh, are you a sweet baby Ray's sweet barbecue guy? Or are you just a traditional whatever you uh, traditional whatever you grab? sweet barbecue? Yeah, okay. yeah. And that little kick with some sweetness to it. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, kick with sweetness and talking about the the Browns preseason. We talked a lot about kicks. I don't even really want to do that if I'm being honest about it. I have not given any then thoughts. Let's not. <laughs> How about uh, that? That's I was going to make. Do we make the agreement? It, it is your show, right? So. Uh, unless or, or are you contractually obligated to talk about the kicker tonight? Well, listen. So we're gonna have Lee Steinberg coming on later on. He's you know Patrick Mahomes' agent, you, right? You know, super agent. And I, t- and I'm I, sure I, you're gonna ask him how the Browns are gonna survive Deshaun Watson's contract when his cap hit next year no. is like sixty four million dollars. I've made the promise. The way I, I made the promise to you not to ask about kickers. I'm okay. making the promise right now. I'm not gonna ask him about Jerry Maguire. Everyone, every interview he's done for twenty five years, they ask him about Jerry Maguire. I think I'm you not know gonna what? do that. I, I think you should ask him about. Jerry Maguire, but what you have to do is you have to ask him a question that he's not been asked before. Seems impossible in 25 no, years. Everyone th- th- asking th- that. See, th- this is where you test your metal here. Okay, okay. This is where you, uh, you know, where you, where you, the goal is to get it. Man, I've never been asked that question before. I need to think about that for a minute. Has That's Tom the- Cruise recruited you for Scientology? Oh no, no. No, can't no, go no, there. No, no. Can't, nah, <laughs> I can't nah, go there. I, I, I would not I would not go down. It's only like twenty thousand Scientologists at this point. It's a very it's a very tiny number. Well, the the Jehovah's Witnesses stop by the house at least once a week here. So they do, they come by my house as well. <laughs> they they leave the pamphlets in the mailbox and in the door. They're very courteous when I'm mowing the lawn, I've noticed. I just don't answer the door. <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> I mean that's that's one way to do it as well. I mean, Car's in the driveway, but I still pretend I'm not home. 
And that's every day of my life. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Hey, so tell me what's going on with the restructuring tour as it continues on here. We have Njoku, yeah. Miles Garrett, uh, Batonio. I think a lot of fans are thinking something exciting is going to happen, <laughs> but we know that's not true, Daryl. No, not, nothing exciting is about to happen. So here's what's going on. I, I just took a peek at uh, Spotrack, who does a really good job. Is it Spotrack or Spotrack? I'm never sure. Uh, I, I say Spotrack. I've said Spotrack spot my entire life. But okay. Anyway, so... I looked at their uh, their guesstimations for next year, mm-hmm. and the Browns are about to be in mega salary cap hell. Okay, uh, th- we don't know what the cap's going to be next year for adjusted top fifty one, uh, but they are going to need every penny of the thirty seven plus million dollars in rollover cap that they're creating right now. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to redo Deshaun, restructure Deshaun Watson's contract again, probably add more voidable years straight. Because his cap figure is about to be close to $64 million for next season. So a- after the restructure this year. So that is why what Andrew Barry is doing uh, or right now, it's, it's so important. And it doesn't foreshadow any type of major move that is forthcoming. He's not freeing up space to bring in another piece here. He's freeing up space because I think they got together in the front office and started doing the calculations for next year, and they realized uh, we're going to need a ton more room than we currently have, hence uh, the restructures that have been uh, taking place the last couple of days. So they're in a really big problem for next year, you said? Well, I mean, as we have the conversation now. Yeah. Because the Browns' front office is very competent and good at their job, I don't anticipate that this is going to be an issue. Remember, a uh, little tight going into the uh, into this past off season, right? It, it, and and people were asking, well, how are they going to add uh, talent, right? So they uh, you know release a couple guys, they restructured the Sean, and boom, all of a sudden he's able to re- rebuild the defense and trade for Elijah Moore, right? So uh, now's not the time to panic about next year. Let's enjoy uh, this particular football season, which hasn't even really started yet. But, um, yeah, that is why Andrew Barry has been restructuring these contracts because he is looking ahead to the next fiscal year. Juan Thornhill said he's, he sees a lot of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Is he just being nice? He seemed pretty genuine. Uh, I, I asked him uh, the, the question today, you know, just what's it like defending Deshaun Watson out there uh, every day in practice, and that's where when he dropped that beautiful chestnut. <laughs> about him, uh, you know, uh, of uh, Watson reminding him of uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, look, I can't. I I haven't seen Patrick Mahomes practice. I've heard the stories of what he does in practice, uh, as far as the creativity and things like that. But I'm just so so I can't attest to what uh, you know comparing those two guys. Um, but. I mean, look, if Juan Thornhill says he sees a couple of things that reminds him of Deshaun, I, I guess i got to kind of take him at his word. Anthony Schwartz sidelined with a hamstring injury. Uh, the cuts are obviously approaching. Uh, Daryl, do you feel like this is a, a galaxy brain move by Anthony Schwartz to maybe get some sort of injury designation? Or what's... I I, I mean, look, Anthony Schwartz is always hurt, so... Uh, I, I, I'm There's either gonna... one or two things that are happening here, right? I, look, I'm not going to speculate on whether he's doing something. I just He's always hurt. This is the second time in camp he's been hurt. He is remember, he was, hurt. remember he was hurt in West Virginia, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, 
Last year, I mean, he's always getting. I just don't know, understand why they didn't cut him two weeks ago. I just, I don't understand why. I mean, you you go through the camp here, and 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 the other reason too is is something happens, and you all of a sudden you needed him. So uh, right now, as we have the conversation, they don't need him. So um, you know, my anticipation is that uh, come this time uh, a week from today, uh, he will not be a Cleveland Brown. He'll be on the waiver wire. Give me like a, a Baldy's breakdown or what's called like a Daryl's decipherness of Austin Watkins. What do you see out of the wide receiver who has really impressed a lot of people in this camp? Well, he just every day he seems to make a catch that's out of this world. I mean, he he made one today where he mossed a guy and one of the defensive coaches had to come out and give him a little congratulatory hell of a job, Yeah, which you don't really, right? I mean, the defense's coaches aren't usually going out to congratulate the offense for doing something good uh, against their unit, but we saw that today. I just, it, it's tough to handicap him whether or not he's going to make this team. Um, he's not getting a lot of special teams work, which usually that tends to be the the defining factor, right? Um, but And he's getting twos and threes and fours work, so... Uh, not a lot of ones work. In fact, I can't remember uh, him taking a one rep. So uh, I have him on my team. Uh, you know, putting my Andrew Barry hat on, I've got him as the sixth wide receiver. Um, but something tells me because Jakeem Grant is out there returning all the punts and kicks right now that it's probably it could be Jakeem Grant as that sixth receiver. I just don't know that they have room to keep seven receivers because they're not going to have to keep three quarterbacks on this active roster. Well, while you got your hat on, do you think they're going to take three tight ends, or do you think they're going to chop it down to two? No, they'll do they're three. They're, they're going to okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obviously, Njoku, Akins, and then... Uh, Harrison Bryant. Yeah, I don't know. Really? He's got a medical issue and hasn't been able to do anything all training camps. So Listen, I'm not know. like the president of the Harrison Bryant fan club. It, it really is not a... It's not really a thing for me. Even when it was the Austin Hooper and Joku Bryant deal, I was right. still like, I know. You know what I could see happening? What's I could that? see that I could see them bringing in a tight end after the the waiver wires. I yeah. could see them. I could see them adding a tight end before the season. Do you think preseason football matters, Daryl? Uh yeah. <laughs> like when the Ravens go for their 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 winning streak snap last night. And you can hear Harbaugh afterwards, and even beforehand, and and even even some of the the Washington players too. Like they, they that that mattered to them last night to win that, and it was a good game. I, I don't know if you caught the end of it or not. It was a it was a really actually a no. I I did not. I uh, oh, it was, it was really. I am it, it, preseason football does not matter to me. Um, okay, it matters to them, but not to you. Okay, correct. <laughs> Is there anything? I, it's, look, as much as I love football, and I will sit and watch just about any football game. Uh, preseason does nothing for me. <laughs> preseason NFL football does nothing for me. It was uh, it was odd because I'm usually in that camp as well. Uh, but it was Joe Buck and it was Troy Aikman. And really, I was just listening to them tell stories, and then all of a sudden, like a a good game kind of broke out, and it was just it was just fun. It was kind of fun to just kind of take it in, and it it felt like a it felt like a bad Monday night football game. Listen, throughout the regular I, season. I'm I am happy that you thoroughly enjoyed the experience of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And a uh, meaningless Monday night football. Well, every now and then, you I, know? listen, I'm thrilled for you. And you know what? Hey, married with kids now. I mean, you got to take the little joys in life when you can get them. That was no. That's <laughs> definitely true. That, that, that is. We, those are victories in life. We we uh, we love those victories. We want those victories to keep happening. Yes. Uh, did you hear Peter King on after, afternoon drive at all, perchance? No. 
So Peter King, he he said that first off, the AFC North is very tough, and we all get that and understand that. But he, he made division it, in football. I agree with that. Uh, he made it seem like the Browns were going to be either a six-win team or an eleven-win team. He didn't really know if there was an in-between. For no, the there's no in-between with this team. But I am leaning. To, look, I I think this is going to be a playoff team this year. I I do. Um, and here's why. Because usually the you know usually training camp for the Browns over the years, has included a lot of buffoonery and chicanery, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of just off-the-field off the stuff that just doesn't have to do with anything, right? Mm-hmm. None of that this year. It is all... Bit, they, and, and, and I don't mean this disrespectfully. This is one of the more boring training camps I've ever covered. <laughs> that's I, good. That's good. I mean, it, it really is. And I, I think that's a testament to the professionalism that we're seeing within the organization. Uh, you know, the players putting in the work, the, the, the coaches in, in working with them, right? I mean, so um, I'm not criticizing that this hasn't been an exciting camp. I think it's not been an exciting camp by design, and that's a good thing. And I, I just feel like that foreshadows good things to come for this football team this year. There's, there's no off-the-field nonsense with this team. None whatsoever. You don't have guys getting in front of microphones, making bold statements and headlines with things that they say. Uh, we, we haven't had a lot of uh, uh, other uh, significant items to worry about uh, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that this team is poised for a really good football season this year. I really do. I, uh, I, I like the very business-like atmosphere that is uh, – surrounding this team right now. But I think Stefanski, I think he hit on something here. I, I, I love the idea of this. Albert Breer reported earlier today that Stefanski is, if you are a starter and you get in a fight, then you have to play in the preseason game. And if you're a backup and you get in the fight, you know, the guys that want to play in the preseason games and you don't get to play in the preseason game. And I don't know if this is the answer for all coaches, but I thought it was kind of genius of Stefanski. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Because, look, you get, you get thrown out of games for fighting. Number one, number two. If you throw a punch at a guy wearing a helmet, you're an idiot because uh, you could probably <laughs> break because you know, you're going to break your hand. Um, so no, that that is uh, that, that's a good job out of Kevin Stefanski because the guys that are trying to make the team they need those preseason snaps. So if you get in a fight, well, guess what? You just made it more difficult for you to make the team because you're not getting the preseason snaps you, you, you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. And the veterans, hey. You're looking for easy street in the preseason, not looking to play. Well, if uh, you get in the fight, guess what? Now you got to play in the preseason. Um, although everyone got in a fight this week because most of the starters are going to play in the preseason <laughs> Saturday uh, afternoon there in Kansas City. And by the way, when I say get in a fight, that's tongue-in-cheek before anyone takes and runs. There have been no fights at training camp since Greenbrier. Daryl, brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Last one, uh, we'll go to the Guardians. Do you feel like this is the last year for Tito? Yes, 100%. I I, I honestly, I felt that way when I was covering the ball club earlier this year. I really felt like this was the year uh, that Tito was going to hang up, hang it up. Uh, He still has the energy and the enthusiasm, but the body... You know, he's been through a lot the last mm-hmm. couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it, it's not easy doing his job. And I, I don't know who the replacement is going to be. My gut tells me they might have to go outside the organization to, to do that, to, uh, you know, to bring somebody in. 
uh, to manage this club. But I- I'll just say this. All the fans that be and moan about Tito Francona as the manager of the Cleveland Guardians, they're going to miss this guy when he's not here. And, and it's not going to take them long to, to, to miss him either. That is how important Terry Francona has been to this franchise since taking over as manager uh, after the 2013 season. He's been that instrumental. Uh, and uh, hopefully he's – let's put it this way. If he does retire, Jonathan mm-hmm. – Hopefully he still sticks around in some sort of a, a consulting or executive capacity with the organization because, um, like I said, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect for what Terry Francona means uh, to that ball club. One of those Scotty Pippen ambassador roles where they just pay a lot of money to go around and shake hands. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I see it. And I, I'm you not want talking, a real role. You want no, a no, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. not talking a mascot ceremonial okay. type of role. I'm talking a legitimate role within the organization that doesn't challenge his own personal health and well-being, right? But also allows him to use his to continue to impart his baseball acumen on the organization and and people in it and maybe even advise the new manager that comes in, right? Uh or, something or that lets him be in the dugout though. He's got to be in the dugout no, in the locker room No, like no, that. no, 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 cuz you, you can't you, you can't Retires the manager and then have him be the bench coach. Like they, you can't do something. Too like much that. power would not not be right there. Well, yeah, he's not there to. Oh, you don't want him looking over anybody's no, I get shoulders. That. That's what makes it you tough, want, though. You want him to be a sounding board within his, your organization. His best, in, in my perception of him, the, the his best value to a baseball team is what happens in the locker room, though. You know what I mean? Like, how do you bottle that up? It's not necessarily. There's nothing he can teach. With all due respect to Tito, there's nothing he can teach from a front office perspective to a turnoff or Antonetti. Like, the Guardians are in a unique situation where they have such smart front offices and front office guys. I, I don't know how Tito yeah, would help Yeah, but he them. collaborates with them. Don't underestimate the volume of collaboration that goes on in that organization. All right. All right. Daryl, we'll see what happens. I, I think, if anything, you just stop him from doing what Bruce Bochy did, where he retired with the Giants a couple years later, and now he's coaching a Rangers team that's on their way to a deep postseason run. I, I, I honestly believe if Tito retires, it will be a legit retirement. All righty. Thank you, Daryl. Great insight. You bet. Have a good night. Daryl Rotter right there. Brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We come on back. We'll talk about Tito as the Guardians wrap up their game against the Dodgers. And uh, we'll do a little bit more within the Guardians and this game tonight. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle. I'm here with you on the fan.